Mr. Brightside, how fitting. Week one, birds dub. This is I mean, episode one. Philly sports, love and pain. I'm Dave. That's Kenny. What's up? And we're gonna we're gonna share our love and pain of Philly sports. I don't think we have to really explain uh what the title of our show means. If you like Philly sports, you will get it one hundred percent understand already. So we're gonna dive in. We're oh, gonna no. talk about the birds first. And uh man, what a game, dude. What a game. We'll I mean, I guess not much uh not not much pain this week, huh? <laughs> not much, no. First time literally about- literally and in the game. Literally 17 weeks of hell last year. So, um, I mean, the first thing that I want to talk about is just how these experts were completely off basis. I mean, not even not even close. I mean, that's got to be a sign when you're betting, right? When the whole table says Atlanta, you have to you have to go hammer the three and a half line, right? Well, when when the whole table says Atlanta, they're and they're talking about straight up. They're not even talking about against the spread. How how is Vegas? How is Vegas so wrong? I mean, I get yeah. it. Like they they saw just as much as we did, I guess. But they don't have people in the in the in the practices. I mean, the Eagles blew the doors off of the Falcons. It was it was not even a close match at all, and they had it like three point spread is ridiculous. I mean, gave up six points, right? I mean, no touchdowns. I mean, this is supposed to be a high. High flying offense from Atlanta. I didn't see much of that at all. Stifling, stifling, stifling D. And they had they had Atlanta all twisted up. They they lost their game plan. Like Atlanta came out. I'm watching the game and I'm like right off the bat. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. They're like up tempo. They're running the ball right up the gut. It looked like like we're getting got we're getting gashed already. And, a long, and like a long seventeen weeks. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And immediately, all of a sudden, we go out there, they have a good drive, and then Atlanta's like, oh, we should do something that's completely different and wrong and lose this yeah. game. I don't know. Fucking weird. I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Because it's Arthur Smith, right? I mean, he orchestrated the Titans offense. But like... I don't know, man. When you got Derrick Henry and he's getting three games in a row of like 200 yards, I mean, how much are you really doing? You know, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, did Tennessee miss him? It looked like it, right? They didn't do anything. Tennessee so, had a Tennessee had a bad week. <laughs> so I don't, you know, that that will come later in the year. We'll realize what you know the, the magic was down in Tennessee. But I don't know. For me. I mean, I was at the bar, so it's a little bit different, right? You know, it's, it felt good to be back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Front row, but I mean, what really electrified the place was, and what I think set the tone for the whole entire game was that uh, Brandon Brandon Graham hit. I mean, listen, Brandon Graham's had a weird career here. I think it. I mean, overall, it's a great career, right? But there was a three or four years there, right before the Super Bowl. So, like, you're sixteen, seventeen you know, 15, where I was just like, all right, this dude's kind of, I mean, I even got blocked by him on Twitter. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, that's where my feelings were, but that hit, that looked like vintage Brandon Graham doesn't look like a, you know, an older man running around that field. Uh, I mean, that really, the bar exploded. And I really think that changed the whole game. You know what, you know, what's funny about that hit. And first of all, it's hilarious that you got blocked by him on Twitter. And I'm not, I shouldn't really be surprised if the, well, I, I don't even, what'd you, what'd you even say? Do you even know? Uh, no, but I could actually locate that. Cause I know I said, I didn't say like, I didn't say anything bad, but I just said, I think I said, instead of blocking people, why don't you make a tackle on the field? You bum something along those. <laughs> yeah. What's funny, what's funny about that hit, that tackle was that it was his only solo tackle of the entire game. And like I mean, I don't think I knew that off the like just after watching the game, I was like, all right, he had a pretty good game. He had one tackle. It was I mean, that tackle. I mean, a massive tackle though. I mean, I guess. Oh, it. absolutely! It changed. It changed the entire, like the entire game changed when when he made that tackle. Unbelievable. I mean, I it's kind of like the way I look at it too is that like. That line was just punishing, man. Whether it was Hargraves, whether it was Cox, I mean, even um, Ridge Ridgeway, or yeah. yeah. So I mean, even him. I mean, these people that you would, you know, the only one that looked really bad was uh, 
which is funny if you think about it because we traded a draft pick for him. But uh, Avery, I mean, Avery looked like he didn't even belong on the field. I mean, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. He was a little sluggish looking. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you start that game and, you know, like you said, you're, you're nervous about it because it's first season. You don't know what the head coach is going to do. And, I mean, honestly, you want to talk about the head coach. I mean, mm. I mean, mm. <laughs> what passion finally, man. Something that wasn't just a skeleton walking on the, the sidelines with a with a visor for the last couple of years. I mean, <laughs> it just he did have he did have a visor on. He did have yeah, a visor. Yeah, I mean, but it was a passionate visor, so I'm there. A for passionate it, visor. <laughs> but listen, I man, that. it was awesome. It was awesome seeing him. He had energy. He's doing handshakes with the guys on the sideline. Like I know a lot of people look at that stuff and they're like, ah, oh, it's stupid. Like it's it's not stupid though. It's not oh, you're stupid. Talking about, because, you're talking about the dabs, the dabs with uh, hurts. I mean, that's you the one. That? That's one of the ones that I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like he's got that rapport already with the players, and and there's something too that like with this this culture, like this age group. I feel like of of people of players that like they need that. I feel like they need that connection. And Sirianni, man, I was impressed. I was yeah. impressed. I really was. Like he. The, him and and the rest of the coaching staff too. I mean they they made adjustments. Um, like they they did a great job in the first game. Now I know that it was against the Falcons. And but listen, I've been arguing. That's just this. it's just I know it's just like it's like right here. Like uh, every time I start to have like a thought, it's right here in the side of my head, and it's like yeah, but it was the Falcons, though. It was the but Falcons. Tell me, tell me, the Eagles team the last three years after the Super Bowl has lost every single game to just the Falcons, right? They 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 play down to their opponents, and it was it was refreshing to like come into this and be like, holy shit, they are smacking them, and they're not letting go. I felt like Doug was very comfortable, and when he had a little bit of a lead, he was just like, all right, well, let's just let's put our elite defense out, and they weren't good. Now. I mean, you got to <laughs> imagine if McLeod played. I, I think, I, mm. I think go from an I think go from an eight and a half to like a ten easily because McLeod's good. I mean, I like that whole backfield. You know what's funny to me <laughs> is that Maddox had a better game than you know Slay and Nelson. Nelson, Maddox, Ma- dude, Maddox was everywhere. Everywhere, like everywhere on the like every every time every every play felt like he was involved, like he was around every play, every tackle. He yeah, was uh, and you know, for everything that we heard going up into the game, it was oh, and I mean, I fell victim to it too because I bet Kyle Pitts is over. I mean, I hammered it. <laughs> I did I too. Got, I got Guilty. beat down on that. You know what I mean? But you know, everything I heard, and and statistically, when you look at that, you're like, okay, yeah, this is going to happen. Forty five yards. That's you know, I mean, Zach Ertz had. <laughs> 25 or 30 on a catch that wasn't the catch, but cash it. Um, yeah. So for everything we heard about Pitts, and I think Pitts is going to be a great tight end in the league. I, I don't think that's anyone's question, but you got shut down by Maddox, my friend. So it might be time to go look at that game tape and see what you did wrong. Cause, or didn't Maddox make the leap? No, that's, that's to remains to be seen. I think, I, I, I think we need, we need some more, we need more data. We need more. We need more visuals. Uh, like I, I need. I need more. I mean, I need more. I don't know. There, it's it's one week, and it's it's. I think it's super exciting. It's just exciting right now because it's new, it's fresh, and um, it's something it's, to look it's just exciting. For. It's it's just exciting to watch. It's not boring. I mean, even if they would have lost that game yesterday, I, I don't I don't know how it could have happened, but I mean, it wouldn't have been boring. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Like, I mean, we have, but we have to talk about Jalen Hurts, dude. Like, I mean, what's, I, I I don't even know the game plan for Jalen Hurts. And listen, he executed the game plan perfectly. I mean, he didn't, he didn't make any mistakes. He protected the ball. He had no, he made no mistakes, dude. He was, he was pretty much flawless with, with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, what, what, what surprised me and what gave me, you know, hope about Hertz and I'm, I'm not a Hertz hater. I, 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 I got the draft pick when it happened. I mean, we have our battles about Wentz, you know, you're, you're a Wentz guy. I, I used to be, um, hold on, 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 hold on. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't 
I can't let you say that I'm a Wentz guy. Oh, I was go. a Wentz guy. No, I was a Wentz guy when he was here. I will not deny it. And we will have plenty of time, I'm sure, to <laughs> argue in front of the masses about my feelings for Wentz. But listen, I'm not a Wentz guy in the fact in the in the fact that I don't like Hertz because of Wentz. That's no, not no, no. Yeah, I would never I would never say that about you either. But um I thought the draft pick was needed, and you know you can look back to. Look, we're not going to go on the Carson Wentz thing because that it will. I could do three years of Carson Wentz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what was refreshing was is that I saw a quarterback that knew when to run and knew how to run, and when he ran, he made impactful plays, which is just something they were lacking, like completely. Even just like, you know, I try to take that Super Bowl year out because like that was an anomaly. Like you know, God, God was doing some things up there. I don't know what he was doing, but the last two years, you know, I saw a quarterback that was afraid. Now I see a quarterback that's like, oh shit, like he he's gonna do this. He's gonna run for seventy yards a game. I mean, I I don't see how they can stop it. Well, I and you know what, like, so so I was looking I was looking at the stats, and you know how much I love stats because I'm yeah, always throwing stat stats out for sure. For 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 good for better or for worse, I love stats, and um, I was dying for when the the NFL would release their next gen stats, and they and they all started piling up on like Monday morning. Yeah. So I went and started digging on on Jalen Hurts because when I when I was watching that game, I was like, "Damn, dude, he is making some quick ass decisions." The game plan was to get the ball out of his hands as soon as possible, first or second read. No questions asked because he wasn't throwing any any long any long balls. Like there was the ball, the longest ball I think he threw the whole game was that pass to Ertz. And that was, I think, the longest pass. It wasn't even a catch. I know it wasn't, but it was to in the stat book. You know? No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, um, so yeah, you're right. And like, it wasn't even was, a catch. There's no so, long ball there. So I started looking. Uh they they you know, they keep track of all that shit now. His his uh his air yards. His completed air yards average was 3.4, 3.4 air yards per completion. And that was the lowest in the league. Wow. So, so no, so listen, so all I'm saying is all my, my, my point with that is not to like take anything away from him. That was the game plan and he, and he executed it perfectly and he had three touchdowns and they crushed the Falcons. Not about yeah. that. What I'm concerned about is, you know, did that make the offensive line look better than they actually were? Or, you know, are the, are the guys not getting open downfield? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the stats are what they are. It's only one week. Um, but he was the lowest air yards in the, in, in the uh, entire NFL. It probably wasn't even close, right? Um, second, <laughs> second was Andy Dalton. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we don't need to say much about Andy Dalton. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, so Except, but, but look, low low air yards, three touchdowns, a quarterback rating of one twenty six, and completion percentage highest. of seventy seven, seventy seven percent completion. Everybody in Philly, yeah. Everybody in Philly was questioning it hurts last year at the end of the season. What was the number one stat that people put brought up? His completion percentage. Yeah, it was I mean, in the fifties, and look I mean, at this, seventy-seven percent, dude. That's an elite. That's an elite level of completion. I mean, that just—it's mm. just—it's—it's it's refreshing, man. I—I I keep beating that drum, but it's—it's it's so goddamn refreshing. It's refreshing to see a quarterback get the game plan, not try to play hero ball, do what he needs to do. And like, I'd like to circle back to your two points. You said, does it make the line look better than it is? No, you have an elite line. You you know this. I mean, I mean, they don't sign Malata literally hours before the game if they don't think he's got what it takes, right? So I don't think so. No, I, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, hundred percent. So, and I think the line played to the level, and that was the game plan. And he didn't he didn't go off the path. He was just like, this is what they want from me. This is what I'm going to provide, and I'm going to do it to the tune of seventy three percent. You know, two hundred <laughs> yards plus and three touchdowns. And let's talk about <laughs> that ball to Smith was, I mean, another oh, electric. And it, it, dude, when that ball came off his hand, I was like, that's a touchdown. I mean, that's not, I, I don't even need to think twice about that. That thing's in the fucking end zone, man. And I again, know. another thing, it's just, 
it's it's incredible to have a wide receiver that's not dropping shit that should be caught. I mean, what do you have? He had six catches, right? Yeah, eight targets, six catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the last 100-yard receiver was 2004 Super Bowl, (laughs) T.O. So, Uh, dude, it's hard to not – you know what? It's just so hard to not get, like, overly excited about this team. Yeah, I agree with you. Although, I mean, that's what we do, and that's literally why we end up in pain so often, I think, because (laughs) we just go all in with with teams, and then we end up getting burned, and then we hate them, and then we hate ourselves, and then the cycle starts over again like a butterfly or something. Well, it's like the Flyers – Having the number one seed. Uh, every team. Name every team. Every single team burns us, dude. We get we get burned. That's all we do. That's all we do. No, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's right. the thing about Smith, right? Like, so he just looks like he looks like he's like gliding when he mm-hmm. runs. It's yeah. awesome. And by the way, dude can take a hit. Yeah, he, he's he's taking he's running slants. He the one the one hit that he took one of the harder hits he took was actually on an incompletion. It, it, it what the ball didn't get completed. It was a slant, but he and he took a crushing hit. Got right up. Like listen, the the rules are different now in the NFL when it comes to defenders hitting guys. I, I don't think everybody has to be so worried about Devontae getting hit. Because oh, he's, got, he's got little boy ligaments. <laughs> oh come on, dude, get out of here. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna but, trust the professional athletes' ligaments over you know my slopping ligaments. All right, buddy. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's just some four-eyed little crusty bastard on the couch eating potato chips. Like his ligaments are gonna break. Like it's not. I'm gonna trust the guy that's in the fucking gym catching footballs and doing work, man. Yeah, I don't want to hear that about. I don't want to hear about that. The dude played for literally the best college football program that is happening right now of all time. I mean, of I would all argue time. All time. Yeah, and and you know, and so did Hertz. And I don't want to hear about him getting injured. And I don't want to hear about the frail bullshit. Get out of here. This yeah. dude is legit, and he's going to be here, and he's going to be around, man. Yeah. The only thing I was w- a, a little worried about, and I guess it's not really worried. I just I just noticed it. He kind of didn't. He wasn't really involved in the game plan in the second half. I noticed he had five catches in the first half. He only had one catch in the second half. Now that was yeah, but- probably because they were really focused on. Um, they they started running the ball a lot more in the second half, which I love to see. Gainwell and game, dude. Gainwell, Gainwell and Sanders. That could that could turn out to be a great wow. combo. Great combo. And it's good because, you know, Doug was very heavy on the old uh, Boston Scott. So I like that. I think that was positive that uh, he didn't see the field for one play. I'm looking at this thing. I don't even think he was on special teams, dude. Oh, he was. One assist. (laughs) (laughs) But when you got to go digging down, you got to go digging down into the stat line to find him. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I mean, It's what you need, man. You need you need a guy that they can, you know. And I honestly only because I have money on Miles Sanders to score a touchdown at you know plus one twenty six. Thanks. Uh, you got the vulture. I got vultured, man. And I mean, yeah, I'm pissed about it. <laughs> but hey, that's fair. That's that's a win, man. That's to have a running back that they trust at the end there in that situation where they're like, okay, why is Gainwell in over Miles Sanders? Well, I can give you two reasons right off the bat. Better pass catching easily. I mean, it's not even close. He's just a better back out of the, you know, out of the back there. Um, and he doesn't fumble the ball. I mean, we don't know that yet. We're going to learn that as we go. But, I mean, right now, I didn't see no fumbles on the ground. So, and that was a big thing with Miles Sanders. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure when I say this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that first game last year, he fumbled, what, twice? Lost two of them? Lost, I know he lost at least one. That sounds right. I, I don't remember for sure, but I, I it sounds right to me. So it's nice to have a you know a back that like you know that can come in and and do something. It's it. Listen, it's week one, and I'll probably get killed for this statement, but it it felt to me like a Brian Westbrook uh, Buckholter situation. Like it just it felt that way. Now listen again. I get it. It's week one. It's the Falcons. They don't have shit, but. 
it felt good on the rotations. And, you know, I mean, when we were playing fantasy back in 04, 05, and all those years, 03, we were like, God damn, Buckholder's a vulture. Remember that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So here we are, full circle, you know, you know, decade plus later, but it feels good. You know what I mean? To say that. To say that you have a guy that you can trust. And listen, I was never sold on Boston Scott. I think he's okay. He's just not. And it has nothing to do with his size or anything like that. I just don't think he's. He's just not there. He's not a complete back. He can give you a few yards. It's like Clory Clement, like just okay piece, you know. I just I feel like I feel like with Gamewell and Sanders together, like they're both they're both pretty similar. I feel like um, they're different in stature. They're definitely different in size, but um, like Sanders is pretty shifty, man, and his. His averages are always high. I think he led the league almost in average last year uh, yeah. per carry. And I mean, this game he was right around five yards a carry. Um, 4. I think four point one for Gamewell, four point nine for Sanders. And I mean, what did we talk about the other day, man? Move that line. That's more to me. Yards per carry is more important than anything else because it sets the tone, man. You get you get five yards on the first down, your whole playbook's fucking open. When you get one yard, two yard. Guess what? You're not doing anything, and it's been it's been a fact, you know. Especially with the Eagles, man. I just I never loved that. You know, you could argue that he might have passed a little bit too much. Sirianni, um, fifteen rushes for Sanders, nine for Gainwell, and then obviously we don't count Hurts rushes because how much of them were yeah. scripted, how much were you know out of pocket. Yeah, but uh, I did I did take note though though. That he he Hertz definitely had a couple option plays called for him. He had a couple quarterback yeah. options. Um, a tri- well, there was one trip. I think they did one triple option type play. Um, I like. I would like to see them kind of continue. Not. I don't. I don't want them to, to run like options all the time. But yeah, just to have that as an op- <laughs> pun intended, I guess option. <laughs> like it. It literally. It literally changes the way that the team has to scheme against you and the Falcons tried to spy hurts and it completely, it completely changed the way that they could play defense. They melted like butter on lobster, buddy. They didn't have any idea what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. you know, I think back to, (laughs) I like how you said, you, you you know, you wanted more options before I think back to chip Kelly running them fucking jet sweeps all the time. (laughs) Like I always (laughs) laugh about that because it's like NCAA football all over again. Jet seats, jet, jet sweep, engage eight. <laughs> I hate, dude. I hate, I hate the jet sweep so much. And and you know what? God, they still run it. They teams in the college, especially, still run jet sweep. I mean, it works in college. You just don't. It have, works. It yeah. works because the guys, you you have a guy that is actually faster than everyone on the other side. Whereas in the NFL, you got a guy who a linebacker can run just as fast almost as a wide receiver, and oh, it easily. just doesn't. It just doesn't work in the NFL. So it doesn't, I'm doesn't thank, thank God the jet sweep is out of the NFL for the most part. Well, for now. Um, but but we got to talk about before we let the this first week go. We have, we've got to talk about the offensive line, dude. I mean, <laughs> you, you want to talk about you want to talk about like domination, uh, like complete one eighty. Yeah, like, well, Fry, you know how much, you know what I believe in for a Super Bowl team to be here. And I'm not saying that again. I'm going to, you know, I'll probably get dragged through the mud. It's a Super Bowl. It's not what I'm saying. But to be a contender in the league, (laughs) you need great line play on both sides of the ball, which, I mean, if you looked at the Eagles, they got that 100%. And you just need good quarterback play. That's it. I mean, if you get those three things, you're you're a playoff team. And then the really good teams obviously mesh everything else together. You know what I mean? Good play all around. But those three things will get you, you know, 10, 11 wins and, you know, a playoff berth. So what I saw was a dominating line. I saw flat. Dude, there was this, this, this Twitter quit that blew my freaking mind where – and I think Miles Sant. I don't know who tweeted it, but Miles Sanders retweeted it. It was like, it's going to be sad as shit when Jason Kelsey retires. And, I mean, this man was off the line, down the field, bullied a safety, bullied a cornerback, and and opened the whole run. I mean, he looked – 
That's a man that should not be contemplating retirement, and he's back to being 27 years old. I mean, he looked. I mean, he looked as good as he's ever looked. Now he did have that. He did have that fumble, weird thing that happened to him. But you know, we recovered it, so didn't matter. To me. No, but that was that that one block. I mean, I have that noted. Like that was that was awesome to see, especially from Kelsey. Like obviously, someone who. You know, he's been in the league. He's a he's a he's a vet. He's like the leader of that offensive line. Um, him and Lane Johnson, probably I would assume. And you know, like to see him the out there, ACL, right? <laughs> don't 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 even go there. Uh, Dave and I had a buddy text us. <laughs> and, uh, Lane Johnson's girlfriend was in his lift and said that Lane Johnson tore his ACL. Now, mind you, this text came at midnight, and this man didn't wake up until 8 a.m., so everyone's right. up at 5. It was panic, but obviously yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, we that was, a, that was a, a little bit of a concerning text to come. But, like, when you go on Twitter and you literally see crickets, yeah. uh, it's like, okay, it's probably not really, that's probably not really true. You know you're in a good yeah. spot there. Sorry, I didn't mean it to cut you off. That's all good. It was not true. Um, but, yeah, I mean – some of the some of the offensive line stuff that I saw was just so promising and man like you just want to knock on as much wood as you can find because like man damn it was awesome to have an offensive line back now, and to have damn it's just so good to watch that team play my problem I mean the, so here's two things that I took from the offensive line play and yep I, I agree with you um the big thing was the Jason Kelsey run block for me because I think that sets the tone for the defense. Like, fuck, man, this dude's all the way up the fucking field, breaking our skulls. Like, we don't yeah. want to play anymore. Like, this game, yeah. you know what I mean? Mentally, it, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, and then, but what was a concern was what, three, four, five false starts from the line coming. I mean, I think they called, I think it called two Amalata, which was really three because they could have called, um, uh, what the hell's his name? The Samoan. Uh, Samo- Malu. Yeah, thank you. So they could have called either of them. They just called it on him, but it was Malata. So that's three false starts. Um, and I think he'll get back. I, I mean, he's going to clean it up. Like that's they're going to work on that, obviously, and get him, you know, back to shape. But I mean, other than that, I mean, there's little mental errors. You know, and on the road in Atlanta, I mean, you can say what you want about the team, but their fan base shows up. I mean, even though mm-hmm. most of it was, you know, Eagles, but that's a normal <laughs> normal activity for our fan base. We kind of take over wherever we go. <clears throat> California. Yeah. I um, mean, listen, listen, I, I will say at the beginning of that game, uh, there were a lot of Falcons fans there. They were there to support their squad and, you know, props to them for, for showing up to support them. Their squad didn't show them anything in the first half. And in the third quarter, it looked like, uh, you know, the place was decimated. I saw a lot of red seats and I've heard a lot of Eagles, Eagles chants in the third quarter. Isn't so, the old, uh, the old PA <laughs> announcer on the thing, like, uh, please stay in your ticket. Seat. <laughs> yeah. move up. Mm-hmm. Well, but the one, the one negative, the one of the negative things I had written down from the from the game was the penalties. I mean, they yeah. had they had fourteen penalties for eighty nine yards. I mean, when you start playing teams that are better than Atlanta, like this week, you're going to play a 49ers team, which I know they don't have Mostert, but uh, they're better. Oh, and they than, lost that. They lost that corner. They're better than the Falcons, though. Uh, you know corner, what I'm saying? Corners out for the year. They're better. They're still better than the Falcons. Oh, so. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't keep giving up, you can't keep giving up penalties, free yards, um, and they got to they got to keep taking care of the ball. As long as they take care of the ball, uh, I mean, listen, they they opened this game this weekend against the 49ers. They opened as a seven point favorite. Do they? What's that tell you? I mean, that's that's better than that's what like- I saw right after the game. Um, Listen, when's the last time they didn't have an interception or a fumble? Seriously, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you. It feels like every week we were just watching, you know, I shooting our thumb in the foot. No idea. Yeah, no idea. Uh, but, like, going into going into this game against the Niners, I mean, they just had a crazy – they had a crazy game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, what, what, what even happened to that? I, uh, I had to step away from the NFL to do some engagement photos. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah, thank um, you. Appreciate that. 
um, yeah, they they were way up. Uh, yeah, I remember that. The entire game, really. And then they, they just started giving up points like wild in the second half. And it was just like they almost they almost lost the game. They almost lost. You had them in a suicide pick, didn't you? Yeah, it was a little. Uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing the text messages like, oh, Jesus, this is always my luck. <laughs> yeah, they like they almost they almost blew that game. So I guess. You know, I don't know when that corner got injured in that game. I didn't watch that entire game. Obviously, I was watching the watching the birds. I'm pretty sure it was in the third quarter because I remember they said it, or maybe the fourth. I know it was second half. Okay, well that I mean that would even that would even further, you know, maybe lead toward positive and maybe be part of the reason why the line is what it is. I mean, for that for the odds makers to completely flip the script and think that the Eagles were dogs to the Falcons and then uh, come out and say that they're seven point favorites to the Niners who just threw up a 40 spot. Uh, yeah. I mean, that says a lot. I know that the Niners are coming across the country. That's uh, I don't think that that's a big deal. Uh, did did, did but, they just stay here? Where were they at? Detroit? They should have just stayed. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know what they're doing. But they should have drank the water of Flint, Michigan. You know what I mean. <laughs> but like, yeah. So like, I know everybody's making a big deal out of them losing Mostert, and um, that's a that, that is definitely a blow. But they still have Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell put up 104 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, I mean they still have a legit running. They still have a legit running back. They still have Debo Samuel, who threw up almost 200 yards. Again, I mean, listen. They played Detroit. We played Atlanta, so it's a I fair, mean, it's a fair compromise. But Detroit's a better team than the Falcons, clearly. Okay, sure, I give you that. I think I agree with that. But I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's like a, you know, a top fifteen team to a top thirty two team. I think it's closer than people want to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the forty nine, the Niners gave up sixteen points in the fourth quarter. I mean that's <laughs> that's unheard of. Seriously. Well, that's that's what we got coming in. That's what we got coming into town this weekend. They finally get to open a game at the link. I mean, it's been what feels like forever since they've had since they've had people at the link um, for a full game like this, a full out stadium. No, that place be, is going to be. I mean wild. that. I mean that might contribute to three points on a swing. You know, with the with Vegas. I mean, honestly, home field in Philly, it's not an easy place to play. You might get a pretzel thrown at you. Shout out Jason McLaughlin. Stop doing that. Um, <laughs> but I do have something I wanted to talk about. And I don't think that we are really paying attention to it right now. And I didn't really know it until I'm looking at this um, stat sheet. You know that the passing defense gave up 10 catches for 76 yards. I mean, that's a, that's Devontae Smith's stat line. I mean, that is really freaking good. And, you know, in my thought, it was, oh, you know, I'm a big Rodney McLeod fan. I mean, I I don't know why. I just I like what he brings to the table. You know, and then Marcus Epps comes in, which, again, that was surprising to even see him suit, you know, not suit up, but you get my point, like to be the yeah. starter. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in, lays a hit with his shoulder, and then next thing you know, it's 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 Wallace's time to shine. And, dude, Wallace played really well. Like, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I mean – He's not a rookie, I guess, per se, second-year guy out of Clemson, which is an elite program. So, you know, you know, he does have that winning background. I just – I was surprised, man. And, and, and to say that your starting safety is out and you only give up 76 yards, you know, and I don't think the corners look particularly great right away. You know, they cleaned it up for the second half. And I, I wonder what that line is, um, how many yards they gave up in this, the first half compared to the second. Uh, I think we could probably find it, but you know, yeah, I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's like, you know, I, I heard a quote, I think from Gannon, he was talking about, you know, his guys and, and who, who they have. And basically he was being questioned about like, well, what kind of scheme are you going to run? And he's like, I have no idea what kind of scheme I'm going to run. I need to find out what my players are and what I got to find out what I have. Whereas yeah. in in the past we, we have had coaches here that basically 
just, well, I'm going to do this. I'm, this is my scheme. And then they just do it with the, with, with the wrong players. And it's a, it's a disaster. And this shout this, out Jim Schwartz. <laughs> shout out. This, this seems like a different vibe to me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get that, man. I feel like it's like a bunch. <laughs> I feel like it's a bunch of like ragtag like coaches that like people are like, psh, psh, and then they come in and they they they, they get a game plan together and they and they look ready, man. Like I, I I'm still kind of in awe. I know it's however many days later, but I still, you know, pinch me. I'm smiling all week. You know, I just. It's good to have, you know, football back in the capacity and enjoyable to watch again, you know? I, I feel like I was smiling. I feel like I was smiling the whole game. I, I remember I turned to my wife and I, before the game started. And I said, I said, all right, I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's just what you're used to. You know, I had, you know, at the bar, we were at um, Pizza Pub in, in Hatfield, which if you're from the area, it's a pretty shout good out. Yeah. I mean, sponsor us. Um, that's a. Uh, <laughs> That's a that's a good place, man. They got tons of TVs, you know, and you can watch all the games there. But we had an Atlanta Falcon fan there, apparently. A real and one? I, I don't know, man. He just, you know, you're sitting there, you're getting irritated because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then mm. I had the I had the joys of the guy next to me that wanted more. You know, the guy that was, uh, you know, they they run for a you know a thirty yard gain, and they're like, "Well, it could have been thirty eight if he would have just cut back to the left and used his blocks." Oh my god, the whole time, man. So like, and no, no shout out to that guy. Yeah, that guy sucked. But you know, it's just, uh, is you're never gonna make everyone happy. But I think for you and I, I felt like we were pleasantly surprised, and you know, I'm looking for momentum. You know, there. I think. I think. But back to your point about the the yards. They had seventy six yards in the first half. They had eighty eight yards in the second half passing. That's that's it. Um, pretty lockdown. But yeah, I mean, oh, was that stat that I was reading the first half? Probably yeah, seventy seventy six in the first half, eighty eight in the second half. Okay, but I mean, still, my point is, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, lockdown, and the, I mean, the Falcons completely started just slinging the ball everywhere in the second half, and they still didn't, they still did nothing. They still shut it down. That was, I mean, that's what that guy was complaining about was when Slay batted the ball down, and he's like, "Oh, you should caught it. That was a pick six. And I was like, "Oh gosh, get out of here, man! You're you're the devil." What? But, um. My 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 thing is this week. You said it was a seven line, right? It opened up at seven. Um, immediately, immediately, people bought on San Fran at seven. Probably, probably a lot of teasers there, taking it up to fourteen. So they they immediately moved it down to six and a half, and now I think it's laying at six. But that's still. See, that's I, still a- I mean, right now. I think the Niners can cover that. I think the Eagles win, but I think the Niners cover that six and a half. I just, I'm just not ready to commit to be like, ah, they're gonna blow them out. Like, I'm no, not it's there. it's hard. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible right now to come out and say if anyone comes out and says there's there there's absolutely no way they don't cover against the Niners this weekend. They're gonna blow them out. From everything I saw, they're a legit yeah. team. 11 wins 10 11 wins like guys come on no not we can't say that yet i mean you can say it yeah. but i mean do you really do you really believe that like we I mean, we don't are, know we don't know are you are you from philly if you don't say that <laughs> <laughs> no but you're but it, but are you from philly if you don't think that you know because yeah. you know we're all thinking it man yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm watching that game and i'm like Ah, oh, fuck! I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win ten games. Like I think they might do it. I think they might be able to contend for this division. Maybe I don't know. But I'll t- but I'll God tell you what. Look. So yeah. Good. So let's touch on that real quick because that happened first. And Thursday night football was out of control. It was that game me. was that game was insane. Um, but Dak, bro. I think a lot of people in uh man Dak looked good man. <laughs> she was snoring. Um I think a lot of people she are, was, she uh, was a dog by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's my wife. No, um, it's the- 
I think a lot of people are, um, you know, eating a shirt at this point because a lot of people were like, oh, Dak's not good. I mean, a lot of people from Philly, you know, I, you know, but he looks good, man. They, they, they have a, I mean, we touched on this. We're probably wrong, but I think Elliot's a little washed up. I don't, I'm not sure that he can carry the load. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, like I said, I, I, I was kind of feeling that vibe last year, but I mean, that dynamic changed last year too, because obviously Dak goes out, they had injuries on the offensive line too. So it's Andy really Dalton, hard. Right? It's re- yeah. It's really hard to gauge what, what happened last year, just like here. I mean, I, I, they must've had reasons to fire Doug because I mean, if they fired him because they lost so many games, that's insane because they had the most injuries probably that had the most offensive line combinations than any other team in the NFL. I know that, uh, but Dallas had so many injuries. Dak was out, changed the complete dynamic of the team. So Zeke last year was, eh, and, and I, I was already kind of feeling that before Dak yeah. got injured though. And, and now Dak is back and damn, he's back dude, because he was on fire. He was quick. He was decisive. He had 400 yards, three touchdowns. Like, and what did Elliot he, have? Like ten yards. He had eleven carries for thirty-three yards. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's not getting it done, buddy. That's uh, you know, quick math. Now listen, yards I, carry, I, buddy. I'm seeing everywhere on Twitter. It's like, oh well, Tampa Bay presented them a lot of, uh, you know, they called a lot of RPOs, and Tampa Bay presented them with a lot of defensive packages that you know were closing down on the run, so they were forcing Dak to throw. Okay. Come on. If that if that's the case, it it probably it might have been the case in the first quarter. But when when you realize that Dak is 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 like fucking legit now and he's back, yeah. you you stop that. And so there's and, I, I'm not buying I'm not buying that that they were selling out on the run, quote unquote, and giving up the pass. No, I'm not buying that. And I mean, listen, you you have I mean. I don't want to use the word elite, but you have three very good fucking wide receivers. At least one of them is elite. So mm. you can't just sell out and just block the run when you have Cooper, Lamb, and um, the hell's his name? He got hurt. Uh, I don't know who it is. He's been there. Uh, Gallup. Yeah. I mean, you got to be thinking of Gallup, I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you know that's that's total bullshit because you don't just let them guys go streaking down the field and you know get four hundred yards because you're committing to the run. They just got outworked. You know what I mean? So I'm so. digging. I'm digging through the stat book while we're while we're talking because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Uh, and I'm trying to find what I was looking at on the next gen is to see um, they show you how many like the percentage of plays where the team stacks the box. Uh, so they put so eight in the box. Yep, basically. Um, who do you think led? The, who do you think led the weekend? <laughs> Tell me it's Tampa One. Bay, so I can eat a shirt. Yeah, well, we're both eating shirts right now because it was Zeke Elliott faced fifty, almost fifty-five percent of of the of his snaps were eight in the box. <laughs> So now I sound like a fucking dope and you sound like a dope and whatever. But I still stand by saying that Zeke, I feel like has lost a little bit of something because listen, everybody used to stack the box against him before too. And he, and he just would go off because it didn't matter. Yeah. It seems like it, it seems like it matters now a little bit more. And, you know, ah. I mean, he's getting older. It's fine. It is what it is, but you know, I got to I got to I got to be honest. I'm looking at the stats right here. 55% second second place was um Ingram at 50%. So uh well, the they did thing, stack the box. The big thing there though to me I just feel like running backs in the league have four, five, six years if you're lucky. Other than that, it's just not worth the pick anymore, man. That position is used, spit up, and disposed of quicker than any other position in the league. And I mean, Elliot's a prime example. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I'm, you know, again, we might be eating shirts every week. You know what I mean? But my my thing is that I think he's a little cooked up, and uh, I mean, we'll yeah, find and, out. It's not every and you know, it's like five. it's like the stereotypical thing, right? Like we're Birds fans, we're Eagles fans, and we're sitting here talking shit about. Uh, 
Zeke, but you know, I mean, listen, that's just how I feel about him. I just think he's, I think he's on the way down, and I just, I just do. It's what I. But I mean, everything, everything would suggest that you're correct. So, yeah, I don't know. But let's get, uh, let's get into the game balls. Talk a little bit about um, what you think for you know some bets, and then we'll touch on Penn State because they got a pretty big weekend ahead of them. Yeah. So, so you got who you got for a game ball? It's got to be the head coach, right? I mean, to me. He he comes in with this. I mean, this is a this is a tweet for some from some idiot on, <laughs> and he's a check mark. This is on eight fourteen. Oh. If you already sold on Sirianni being a legit head coach after his atrocious introductory presser, no play calling responsibilities and no track record as a head coach, prayers. Well, isn't that prayers. Kind of the whole point of hiring someone with no coaching experience. You don't have a track record, buddy. So, <laughs> hey, that was stupid. But, you know, a lot of people thought that way, man. He came out. He had them playing. He had them, he had them boys buzzing, as we like to say. Um, he did. They, he they did. were there, man. And, you know, kudos to him. Kudos to the whole coaching staff, man. I, I, I have nothing bad to say. That's going to change next week and the next week's coming up. I'm sure I'll be, you know, taking my game ball and deflating it on them. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I felt like things looked good for the first time in a while. You know, since since the Super Bowl, honestly. Well, so. I, I I can I can remind you. I don't want to I don't want to deflate your game ball right now, but I could I could remind you of a certain head coach who also had an amazing debut. Uh, and came out of the gate hot, and uh, you know it didn't end up so well. Are you talking about my boy Chip Jelly? I'm going there. Don't bring that man's name up in my fucking presence. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, I, I I love that. I love Sirianni right now. He he came out. He 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 proved. He kind of he didn't really prove anybody wrong yet. I don't think, but no. I think that he showed that he's not just some slouch and he knows who what plays, he's doing. Listen, who plays rock, paper, scissors shoots with his yeah, fucking listen, players. Like the, everybody wants to give him crap about the way he is in, in a press conference. He just, he's just excited. Like when you yeah. listen to him talk about football, he is like all about football. He, we he loves that, uh, football. We can call that big brain. You know what I mean? Sometimes the smartest dog, people don't know. Dog how to mentality. Yep. Dog mentality. <laughs> Wolf. My my game um, ball is going to my game ball is going to Jalen Hurts, dude. Yeah. I I mean after after all of the the crap that people were slinging around here last year, um, most most of the people slinging that were people that were pro Wentz, and that's that's the way it was. I wasn't one of them. I was pro Wentz, but I wasn't slinging on on Hurts. No, um, I wouldn't say that. So so I think a lot of the people that were slinging on Hurts were pro Wentz people, but um, I mean. Yo, if you if you watch that game and you still are slinging on Hurts and you think he's you think he's shit and you think he sucks, you don't understand football because he just played an uh, an NFL team and made them look like a high school team. And um, just to touch on what you're saying there, um, you know the big thing for me is he took one sack, one sack. We we haven't seen that. You oh my know? god. So I mean that was huge for me. I mean I just I loved I loved. The, I mean, there was tons of game balls that you could have gave out, you know what I mean? But I think you kind of touch it on both of those, you know, situations. Um, but that 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 no sack thing, one sack thing really, really hits home because, you know, and you're right. Like last year, the line was terrible and that played a part of Wentz's terrible year. Um, but he also found himself in a lot of situations where he should just throw the fucking ball away and he refused mm-hmm. to do that, you know. Hertz couldn't beat that um, defensive end, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, is he going to take a sack here? And then just smartly finds the line and just throws it down the field. That's what you need in a quarterback. So I think that's a good game ball, honestly. Probably where I would have went if I didn't want to go with, uh, you know, the old ball coach. Yeah, no doubt. Birds, week t- week two, move on. We go to we go to the 49ers. They come to town. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it. And, um, you know. Hopefully, hopefully we're talking about another dub, man. I think we will. That's my, you know, money line pick. I go, uh, I go Eagles for sure. So, so also this active this weekend was uh, our other, our other fave in town. Uh, well, not really in town, but in these parts, uh, those Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah, I mean, 
Listen, I don't think anyone's sitting here saying that they're the world's greatest number 10 team in the league. Um, but Penn State has a knack for losing shitty games, and it's about time they kind of figure that stuff out, man. Like, that, you know, touching back on the Wisconsin game, that would have been terrible loss, just like Indiana last year. You know, to get Wisconsin into the red zone there with, you know, what, four times they didn't cash in maybe once, I think. I, I, you know, it's been a week or two. But that was huge for me. Um, I didn't watch much of the Ball State game because, A, it's Ball State, and, B, I had a company picnic. So, unfortunately, I was, uh, you know, stuck in the woods. Um, but, you know, the concern is always Sean Clifford. I think, again, against Ball State, 21 for 26, only, what, 237. I don't love it, but the defense is what's carrying, you know, Penn State right now. And I mean, it's dude, it's college game day. It's Auburn. Who, who the fuck knows, you know? Yeah, Yo, college game day. College game day come into town. I mean, I have memories of college game day come into town back in back in like '08, and um, I mean, it's just electric, dude. Like, college game day brings something to, like, it just brings an. A, a, as if you need more energy when you're at a Penn state game that like a meaningful Penn state game. Um, I mean, as if you needed more, it, it, it actually does that. It brings, it brings more. I mean, back in 07, uh, I remember game day came to Penn state in 07 for the Ohio state game. And that was just out of control. Um, and you know, listen, they have a huge test this weekend against, against Auburn. I'm, I, I, you know, I caught, I caught both games. I ch- I checked out the the Ball State game. It was it was it was fine. They didn't they didn't they didn't blow the doors off Ball State, but they also didn't make any crazy bad decisions. Um, I also won my under bet because the total I think was fifty seven, and I bet under fifty eight, and I was right. But um, you know they listen. Clifford Clifford looked accurate. He was he was you know he was poised. I mean it's Ball State, but. You know, he's still an issue moving forward, though. He really I I can't listen. I can't say that he's not, but I also can't go crazy and be like, he's got to be out of the game. Like, I need to see him. I need to see him against Auburn, because if he's if he's a, a, you know, a deer in headlights against Auburn, then, you know, then get him out of there and let's move on, because we really they can't lose. They can't lose this game to Auburn. I mean, no, I mean, the one good thing about it is that it's out of conference. So, I mean, it, it. you know, it doesn't sink their entire season, but it it it's a it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. Well, and this is again, this is classic Penn State. Are they going to lose to fucking Iowa again? Are they going to fucking lose to Indiana teams they shouldn't be losing to? So if you have Ohio State who lost to Oregon out of conference, you know, so that obviously helps Ohio State. But I want to beat Auburn. I want to. I want to put it to Auburn, and I want to have a three and zero record, and I want to, you know, lose our game to <laughs> to whoever we lose to. You know what I mean? By the way, I and think, I, um, yeah, I was I was looking at the uh, the lines, and I think I wrote I think I wrote my lines down wrong. It's hilarious. What do you uh, got? Uh, so the Eagles are not favors. Yeah, favorites I thought this so. weekend. I was. You should have told me that I was smoking smoking something good on that one because they're not favorites. Uh, they are. They're four point. They're four point dogs. And that's what so, I read it as a three point five dog. So it's moved point five. Yeah, you should have just told me to shut. The, you should have just told me to shut the hell up and and. Well, tell me I mean that that's dogs. A, you know that's a massive swing. I was like, holy shit, man. So <laughs> scratch that from the record. Rick, Rick, Rick. Oh no! I mean, listen. I I said I said that they're they're six point favorites. I honestly could could see them being six point favorites yeah. against against the Niners. I I really do, especially after that week. Now, uh, the what happened was I was looking at I had the Penn State line cross with the Eagles line. Penn mm. State is actually was actually favored by seven against Auburn, and it ticked down to six. And you know, well, I mean that is that's a huge, huge statement. Well, I mean, look, look what's going on with Auburn, right? They fired their head coach last year. You got Bo Nix, who is supposed to be again. I said this earlier before we started. Like they're like, oh, he's the next Cam Newton. He's not even really that great. Um, 
I, I even I even saw their fans on Twitter being like, "Oh, we're the original white and blue team." What are you talking about? You have orange in your no. jerseys. You have orange in no. your house. Anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, that's Auburn's <laughs> not as good as what they were. I mean, the SEC always should, I guess, probably has the edge because they get all the athletes. But listen, it's Alabama's college, and we're all living in it. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I know. I know. I, I get it. But like, listen, if, if we're going to have meaningful football out of college yeah. football, you know, let's, this is it. And let's get you know, it. Let's I mean, get it. Let's get this dub. We're smoking ribs. We're smoking uh, some queso dip. We're going to just do it all in the backyard and, you know, hopefully be drunk by eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so the game is at night. It's at seven thirty. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be debauchery in that parking lot. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to many, but I've been to enough to know that uh, they can throw down over there. So, so yeah, uh, the Eagles are not favored by a touchdown. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer. And- so then that said, so what I said about the Niners covering that, I the Eagles cover that spread for sure. I mean, that would be my bet for sure. The plot, the plus half. four, three and a half, whatever, yeah. three and a half. Oh, yeah. If they lose that game, it's going to be off of Robbie Gold's toe. Toe. Shout out Penn State. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I wanted to say about um, Penn State, which you know, I hit on this the other day. You got Joey Porter Jr. There's something about NFL talent with their kids. It's either going to work or it's not. And it looks like it's working there. I mean, Joey Porter looks good, but it's that guy, um, number 40. What did we say his name was? Uh, I can't remember. We were Lu- talking about Lukta? that. Lukta. Lukta. Yeah. Dude, he had, I saw that highlight where he had um, that one handed INT. And I'll tell you what, man. That dude can ball. So I'm excited about their defense. I think their defense has a real good shot of keeping them in the game. Again, you just need Sean Clifford to do something, anything. Be accurate. Do anything that isn't going to be detrimental to the team. And I think you got a shot, man. Noah Kane's a good running back. You know, Dotson, Washington. I mean, those are really good wide receivers. And, I mean, we got to get the tight ends involved. I didn't see Ball State, so I don't know how that really went. But against Wisconsin, the tight ends disappeared, and that's yeah. not what Penn State's known for. So they got to get now. Together. This this past weekend, they they definitely spread the ball out a lot more. But I mean, you're talking about a game that is just was just kind of like out of control. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a game really. It was never you know? in doubt. It was it was a scrimmage, and rightfully so. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I have high hopes for Penn State. Um, I mean, I do every year. I have high hopes for everything that I root for because it's depressing. And maybe to my own fault, man. Maybe I maybe I quit on teams. You know what I mean? No, but, you you have high hopes for everything except for the Phillies. You well, literally they suck. You literally you literally never have high hopes for the Phillies. You hate them. And I guess you've been hurt one too many times and then you, you just can't go back to the well. But you you fucking despise the Phillies. I despise a team that has put on a fucking decade of nothing nothing it's been <laughs> depressing and every time it's it's 500 but they're getting better they won one extra game one extra game and they're getting better fuck out of here man i hear you i hear you <laughs> but my thing I is you. i mean if you want to touch on the Phillies for like two seconds <laughs> they yeah lost because again I, listen i think it i think at this point no one else wants to hear about the Phillies either <laughs> yeah but i mean they lost again tonight september was supposed to be an easy schedule here we are it's just the same thing, and I don't know. I, the, there's no farm system, and that's what concerns me when you say, oh, they're going to be better. I mean, I, I see it. I can see progression, but I don't see a future. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue at this point, but, I mean, the one thing I can say is that the starters actually last week, for at, at least, didn't let them down. It was like the relief pitchers were just, were just awful last week. I mean, starters gave up. Starters had a two six four ERA, gave up nine runs. The the relievers had a six three two ERA, gave up twenty two earned runs, eight yeah. homers from the that's relievers. Terrible. Like that's just that's just brutal, and you can't win. You can't no. win that way. You're not going to. And I mean, I saw finally, and this is dude. This is another Philly staple. And then we got to piece out the pod because my laptop's gonna die. Um, and we're at. <laughs> um, they finally cut Vince Vasquez today. Um, since what yep. 2015, he's been on the team, sucking money out of the the city. The city is classic for doing this stuff, where they hold on to people that they should get rid of. 
And the only person that I can think of that they didn't do that with was Brian Dawkins. They were like, oh, you want an extra million dollars? Nah, go sign with Denver, you fucking scrub. Well, hey, listen, before before Kenny's battery dies, I have to quickly talk about uh, some some my gambling picks of the week. Got it. Uh, and so so what I'm going to give out is um, I like the under this weekend in the in the New York Giants game. It's under. I got it under 41. I like uh, Cincinnati on Saturday against Indiana. Cincinnati's given three and a half. I like that. And I like uh, I like uh, Buffalo minus two and a half against them. Uh, those Miami Dolphins. So I'll get, I'll take Buffalo minus two and a half. I mean, buff, Buffalo should dismantle. That should be annihilation right there. Yeah, I mean, especially because, I mean, we don't know, really know about the Dolphins yet, but they got um, the Bills got embarrassed. So... Yeah, well, just, hey, it was a it was a hell of a first episode. Um, other than me saying the Eagles were seven point favorites, that was pretty fucking stupid. Hey, but hey, I have one you know, bet. I have one bet. Do it. I, I love the fucking Saints at minus three and a half against the Panthers. It's, you heard it here, folks. I love Saints it. minus three. <laughs> Cash it now. Bet it all. All your fucking coins on it. All right, y'all. I right, well, uh, ep- for- episode episode one in the books, man. Let's go. We're, we're, we're ready to go. Deuces. Thanks, guys. <laughs>